0: welcome back to the whyo podcast this is janine steen your host hoping to answer your who what when where how and why questions when it comes to myofunctional therapy When I am introducing or myself to a patient or a family member or parent for the first time, um, I ask them to tell me why they came to see me and what their concerns are. And it is not uncommon for me to hear that the parent states that mealtimes at home are beyond stressful and that they're cooking multiple meals for each individual in their family based on their likes, dislikes, um, and in some cases due to any allergies they may have. Um, they may tell me that no matter how many times they punish their child, they'll never eat the steak that we put in front of them or they'll never eat um, cooked carrots. Um, we often hear a parent say that we make him sit at the table until he finishes his plate but after sitting there for hours and hours, we eventually just give up. And the child doesn't eat. Um, or they'll tell me, he only eats five things. That's it, five things. Chicken nuggets and french fries or chicken nuggets and yogurt are the what he lives on, nothing else. Or chicken nuggets and mac and cheese are what he lives on and nothing else. Or they'll say, He eats chicken nuggets, but only if they're from McDonald's. He'll eat french fries, but only if they're from Wendy's and they're crispy and without ketchup. Or they'll eat a cheeseburger, but only if it's cooked with the cheese on, but then you take the cheese off before I eat it. So once the parent tells me or fills me in on all of these concerns or situations, um, then it's my job to identify if their child has a true swallowing or chewing issue. Um, and if their chewing and swallowing issues have anything to do with um, something anatomical, um, where are they missing teeth? Do they, do they, can their bite not occlude completely, therefore unable to tear? Um, do they have a short lingual freedom, therefore not allowing their tongue to mobilize as it needs to um, for mastication, lateralizing, and utilizing a rotary chew? Um, is the patient um, have a super high palate um, and between the high palate and the short frenum, the patient is unable to control their food as they're swallowing. Um, Once we identify if there is any anatomical issues, then the next thing we'll look for is overall strength and agility. Um, And we assess whether the patient's lingual and labial muscles are as strong as they need to be, um, as well as their overall range of motion. Um, Are they able to execute certain things on command that would suggest to us that the tongue muscle is adequate? Um, And if they're not able to do those things, is it because of weakness or, which is the next thing we have to look at, is there issues associating with the motor plan or the uh, motor plan for swallowing? Um, And everything we do, especially swallowing, requires a motor plan. So if that patient who comes to me for their evaluation swallows for me, The motor plan that they demonstrate while swallowing and showing me is their motor plan for that moment and for what I could assume to be the majority of their swallowing moments. If a patient comes for feeding therapy or even myofunctional therapy, the therapy is designed to retrain their habit, which in turn retrains that motor plan. So it's not just about your child being a picky eater. There can be so many more parts to it or pieces to it that are often not considered, especially when you're in the moment and beyond frustrating, uh, beyond frustrated that you cannot satisfy your child the way you feel you should be with food. Um, many parents often feel that they are doing a detriment to their child's overall health, well-being, weight, um, because they're allowing them to sustain themselves on foods that may be empty calories or that are not nutritional and representative of the multiple food groups that are necessary for growth and development. We say that A behavior is the way in which an animal or person acts in response to a particular situation or stimulus. Other synonyms for behavior include the words habits or manners or conducts. So the act of swallowing or the attention that surrounds each meal or each um, episode where you are battling with your child to eat Um, is definitely identified correctly as a behavior. The act of swallowing in that moment is considered a behavior. So I feel regardless, a tongue thrust is always going to have a... Um, an element of behavior as part of it because it is the way a person is acting in response to a particular situation or stimulus. So the way they are interacting with chewing certain textures or consistencies or even tolerating those textures or consistencies around them. So regardless, if a patient presents with a tongue thrust, it is considered a behavior. And now add or go back to the original question, is my child's picky eating or inability to, or refusal to eat certain foods and textures associated with poor behavior? Well, the answer to that is yes. But in this case, the behavior or the poor behavior is actually the poor habit. Um, And it's a habit that we are trying to change. So if a patient has a tongue thrust or if a patient is having difficulties with the stimulus that they're presented with within their oral cavity, um, which would be the different textures and consistencies and even foods, then there is always an element of behavior with all tongue thrusters and with all picky eating because it is a response or a reaction to the situation whether that situation be the meal itself and the intensity and stress that surrounds mealtime or it has to do with the specific food texture or item that you're being presented with thus creating a behavior because it is not something that you can manage due to your poor habit or poor behavior. The last part or the last part of the question that um, has been, is often posed to me is, should my child be punished for this behavior or for not eating certain textures or consistencies or food? Um, And I think that's a really tricky one because if they haven't been evaluated to make sure that it's not functional or muscular or something they cannot help, punishing them for something they can't help or something that they can't control just seems mean. So I think punishment um, is not the option ever until the child or the patient is evaluated, um, the exact cause of the issue is addressed, and a plan is outlined for how we're going to change this behavior, or what we're going to do to ease the child or the patient from their current behavior a different behavior. For example, eating different textures or being able to chew and swallow um, without tons of food being left over or residue in the mouth. So my advice to parents and those that ask me is before you start punishing your child for their inability or their unwillingness to eat or chew a certain way or eat or chew um, certain textures or their inability to eat and chew certain textures and consistencies, it is imperative to have them evaluated by a speech language pathologist that not only specializes in feeding and swallowing disorders but also someone that has a specialty in myofunctional therapy so that a true differential diagnosis can be made.